back like I never left. Denicio Del Toro, the famous report TFR. Greetings and salutations. It's been a minute. Relax your mind. Let your conscience be free. You know, rolling with the sounds of, no, 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 I, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I'm sorry. It's Denicio here. What's going on, y'all? How's everybody doing? Um, I've been away for a little bit. Uh, for those that are new listeners, thank you for joining the TR TFR movement. Uh, you can catch me talking about your news, current events, sports, cooler talk, you name it. Every week I have been on hiatus. I do apologize. I uh, had a passing in the family. My dear grandmother um, has passed on into the uh, the, the pearly uh, gates of heaven. Um, 114 years old. She was. Uh, she's been around the world, and uh, and I, 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 she's been around the world. Um, so I had to take a trip to Ghana, Africa, for about uh, two weeks. I just got back. Um, so you're talking about a 10-hour flight. That was, uh, I wouldn't say it was the best flight I've had. I wouldn't say it's the worst. However, let's just say that uh, the snacks were terrible. Uh, the crying kid behind me was terrible. And the crying kid on the flight back was terrible. Brings me to my first point and my first suggestion to the world which I, I give suggestions from time to time, so bear with me, please. Uh, my first suggestion to the world, and I want to ask you, the listener, if this makes sense. Hit me up on the Twitter, Instagram. This is Denicio. This is D-E-N-I-C-I-O. Would you, or should I say, should it be necessary that flights, you know, your Delta, your Southwest, whatever, what have you, um, have a separate wing? for parents with their child. Would that be something you would be interested in? Because after a couple of hours of a crying toddler, a crying baby, interrupting a 10-hour flight, you start thinking about what needs to be done. Like, is this child dying? Do we need a pacifier? Can we change the diaper? You start thinking about solutions to the crying problem. And I thought maybe uh, having a separate wing for a crying child and their parent would be something that we have to look into. Just to alleviate uh, uh, the strain and the disdain that I had uh, for, the, for the flight, uh, to alleviate that, just moving the child uh, you know, to the back or to the front or what what have you. I don't know how they would do it logistic-wise, but um, hey, you parents out there, I get it. You, you know, you you may not have a babysitter. You you want to you know take the trip. You need to take the trip with your child. So I get it. So maybe I'm being insensitive when it comes to that. But when it comes to my sleep, when it comes to me being comfortable, when it comes to me actually. Uh, uh, making it to my destination in a nice, uh, 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 nice, relaxing manner. That needs to be taken into consideration. So, moving right along. Had a nice time out in Ghana, Africa. Obviously, um, I only met my grandmother um, about two or three times when I was really, really young, about seven or eight. So, I still have memories of her, but everything I've been told uh, about her has been, you know, nothing but grace, uh, beauty, 
someone you want to be around. She was infectious. So, um, you know, I learned a lot about her history as well as my own, as well as um, so a family member. So it was a good time away. And while I was away, unfortunately, I didn't have access to Wi-Fi for the majority of the time. I got access halfway through the trip. So it was a 10-day trip. So about the seventh or eighth day, I started to get little Wi-Fi access and uh, things just started popping up in my feed, whether it was Twitter, whether it was Instagram, and I started to get just a brain overload. Like I got, it was just too much information to, to take in. So I wrote down a couple of things while I was out there. And uh, I do want to call this uh, episode the grab your pussy episode because a pussy has been a, uh, a, 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 a word that's been latching on uh, in this past couple of days because of uh, the guy that you love to hate, Mr. Uh, Daffy Donald Duck Trump. Um, let's call this a grab your pussy episode. Uh, you know, is that pussy word vulgar for you, ladies or gentlemen? Uh, would you prefer vagina or vag, if you will, like I like to use? Um, pussy has never been a vulgar word for me. However, uh, it's good to say pussy cat, uh, but not just pussy. And everyone was up in arms about uh, this pussy word, but I will get to that in a little bit. So the grab your pussy episode is what I will call this. And um, I'm back at it. Denisio Del Toro in full effect. If you heard, now you heard. If you didn't hear, now you heard. So while I was away, I read a nice nice book called I'm Judging You by Lovey Ajayi. I hope I'm pronouncing the name right because, uh, you know, fellow uh, African, she's from Nigeria, so she has, uh, you know, a, a specific name, and I'm pretty, pretty sure I'm chopping it up. But don't worry, girl. My name's been chopped up many times as, as well, coming from a fellow uh, African as well. Uh, I'm Judging You. Great book. Uh goes to show that we do judge each other no matter who you are you're a judger you judge uh people people judge you and for you for those that say they don't judge you're lying to yourself because you judge you judge everyone that you see you judge you judge celebrities you judge your your deadbeat uncle you judge your co-workers you judge so if you have a chance pick up that book it was a really good read uh, she talks about, you know, judging people that can't make great, you know, relationship um, decisions. She judges herself. Uh, so it's not like she's just judging everybody. She's judging herself and judging how she moves to as well. So great book. Pick it up when you have a chance. Now, having said all that, the uh, cooler talk clearly is the debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Duck Trump. I am uh, not shocked by Donald and his uh, antics because he's a reality star. He's not a presidential nominee. Uh, he's a reality star. So clearly he's going to say things to get people talking, to keep his name out there. And I told someone recently, I said, look, this is a great marketing uh, ploy for him. From now on, he's going to be called presidential nominee Donald Trump. And Again, I did not I was not under the impression that he wanted to win based on his use of words. I was under the impression this was a marketing 
uh, one-year marketing scheme to market his products, market his name, market what he does. This is what it was for. It wasn't to actually help people become a president and so forth and so on. Um, he was here to get his name out there. Hillary, I thought, should have done better. What do you mean, Denisio? What do you mean she should have done better? Quite frankly, if if Donald Duck is able to bring up your husband's name and you don't say nothing, like I don't picture, picture can you picture uh, Hillary being a black woman and somebody brings up her husband's name and then she just allows it like, excuse me, excuse me. Did you just mention my husband's name? He is not the one that's going to be president of the United States. He is not here. Therefore, you're being disrespectful by bringing up his name. Do not bring his name up again. That's what I was expecting with a little bit more, you know, twitch in her neck, a little bit more eyebrow raise, a little bit more anger. But I didn't get that. I wanted it, but I didn't get that. I think on this third debate that's coming up, she needs to go for the jugular. In more ways than one. She needs to just go for the neck, kill this guy, and get it over with. His last debate from the Donald side is just, he's di he is avoiding questions like a bullfighter. Avoiding the bull. He's, Olay. So, Donald, can you just tell me about um, ISIS? We're going to kill ISIS. ISIS is a killer. But we're going to kill kill ISIS. Can you tell me how you're going to kill ISIS? We're just going to kill him. We're going to kill them. And look, look, look. I know ISIS. We're going to kill them. This is what's going on. Poor, poor Anderson. Anderson tried. His Bless his heart. Anderson Cooper tried. He really did. He said, um, but the question's not answered, sir. Please answer the question. Even the, the, the lady that I, I apologize, I forget her name. She, tr bless her heart, she really tried. She tried, but to no, to no avail. The gentleman just does not know what he is doing, and people support this. People are going on TV every single day. CNN, Fox News, NBC, CNBC. People are going on TV. Network television defending this guy's rhetoric. How? I'll tell you how, ladies and gentlemen. How much is your soul worth? I'll tell you. Because everybody has a price. My soul is worth $21.5 million after taxes. Okay? So, quite frankly, if you want me to lie, steal, heal, spit on my mama's feet, $21.5 million after taxes will get you to do any of those things, spanking children, anything. Because if you're sitting here saying you don't have a price, that's you're, you're, you haven't looked at it in a different way, ma'am or sir. Take a minute. Let that wash over you. How much is your soul worth? These people that are defending Donald Duck have sold their soul to the devil. And their soul is worth X, whatever that is, whether it's Mike Pence, whether it's uh, uh, the campaign managers that are defending Trump, whoever it is. When you're saying, oh, he said about what he said that that was private, which it really wasn't because he was on camera and he was mic'd. It was locker room talk. We don't talk about that in locker rooms. I've been in one. I've been in, I've been in, I'm an athlete. 
still currently am, thank you. And uh, we don't talk like that in a locker room. Furthermore, um, just because it was 11 years ago doesn't mean you were 13 or 9. It's a grown-ass man being given excuses by other women. Do you see the problem in that? Now, who is Ken Bone? And why in the hell is he why – why is he a star of the debate? Why is he getting airtime? Why, people? I blame you, you sons of bitches. I blame you for making a star out of no one. Why? Was it his sweater? Was it his, his method of questioning? Was it his glasses? What was it that you, the people, the media, put together and state that he's a star? Excuse me. He's just a guy to ask the question. Maybe it's just me. You let me know. Come to my Twitter page or Instagram. This is Denicio. Hit me up. Let me know if I'm bugging. Because I don't get it. The dude asked the question. Please, let me know. Are we that far into reality, quote, unquote, air bunny ears? Are we, quote, unquote, in that much into reality where we can't decipher who really is a star, who really is has star quality celebrity, and who really doesn't? Where are we as a society? Where have we gone? Where are we going? I ask myself this every single day. A new star is born, whether it's uh, the damn Chewbacca lady with the damn mask, whether it's this guy asking a damn question. You do recall there was a family that uh, a couple of years ago that lied and said they were living in a, a bubble of some sort, and then come to find out it was uh, it was just false because even the, the little son couldn't lie straight because, bless his soul, his father was telling him to lie, and he's just a little kid, so he got his lies screwed up. This is where we are, people, making stars out of nobodies. Let's get it together, please. Saturday Night Live, bless, bless their hearts and their souls, for Alec Baldwin is a hero of epic proportions. Uh, if I could send him an edible arrangement, I would, uh, preferably st uh, strawberries and uh, 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 pineapples. Uh, uh, grapes as well. He did a marvelous job as Donald. Um, I don't think it could get any better than that. SNL, Saturday Night Live, you guys are doing a hell of a job uh, with those sketches. Please keep them up because I was highly entertained. They're going to keep coming because let's be clear, Donald uh, Donald's the guy that just keeps giving back, man. He just keeps giving and giving and giving, and there's nothing that we can do about this. Which leads me to Billy Bush. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. Billy Bush. Let's first acknowledge something. I don't acknowledge anything Bush, unless it's the Bush down there, if you get my drift. The Bush in the South. I don't acknowledge George W. Bush. I don't acknowledge George Bush. And I will not acknowledge Billy Bush. I've never liked this guy. I don't know what it is. I know you're probably saying, what is it exactly about him you don't like? And quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I do not know what it is about him. I, what, it, what it is exactly. I just knew, this is years ago, 
people in my circle, I'm just telling them, this Billy Bush guy on TV, Entertainment Tonight, or whatever show he's on, Channel 4. Like, I, I don't get it. I just don't like him. The way he talks, the way he has this disposition about him, it just throws me for a loop. He just looks like the guy that's in his house saying nigger with the ER all the time. He just comes off as such. Same thing with Mr. Bush. Same thing with Donald Trump. Same thing with Donald Sterling. It's just something about them that just gives me the reason, just gives me a cause to pause. Something about them. I don't I, I couldn't tell you what it is. It's just something about them that throws me off. And when I heard while I was sunbathing in Africa, and believe in me, it was a sunbathe. When I heard that Billy Bush was on tape speaking with Donald Trump about how Donald's giving him advice about how he should grab pussies and how he should kiss, uh, just, you know, just kiss him. You know, I mean, when you're rich, there's nothing they can do. They just kiss him. Just go ahead and kiss him. And he's just he's just laughing up a storm. And I'm just like, NBC had this all this time. And why, why was this leaked by someone else? NBC sat on this? How long did they have this? And of course we all understood that he was going to be suspended. Were you shocked? I mean, they did the same thing with Brian Williams. However, Brian came back. Will you be surprised if Billy Bush comes back? I won't because it's the timeout situation. Give you timeout. Let the publicity die down and we'll bring you back. Could be a year. Could be a year and a half. No problem. It happens. I don't know if you want to consider that white privilege, but he's on timeout. So I'm not surprised by Billy Bush. I've never liked the cut of his that motherfucker's jib. And I definitely don't like fucking Donald fucking Duck. So it wasn't a shock to me that they were on tape. What's shocking to me is just him saying, well, it's it's locker room talk. And, you know, Bill Clinton has said worse to me on the golf course. What's, <laughs> Jesus, fucking dry snitching motherfucker. Like, definition of dry snitching why the fuck are you bringing up bill clinton's name for where did where did where how it's like it's like people debating about uh his his talk and saying oh well hip-hop made him do it or even it's the reach the reach is so mr fantastic it is just so just just a stretch it's just he just the reach just keeps going and going and going. Like I, I'm just baffled by the reach. Bringing up Beyonce, how? How is Beyonce being brought up at this point in time even relevant to the conversation at all? Any political conversation at this point? How? It's going to be interesting. Um, apparently, from what I'm being told, uh, you know, there's still time to save the save this presidency and and, and like. This is what they're saying from the, the Republican side. 28 days, there's still time. Yeah, no, he's done. Stick a fork in him, buddy. He's done. Barbecue chicken. Extra sauce. He's finished. He's cooked out here, you heard? It's over. Saw so a nice picture of Kevin Hart and his family. Uh, Kevin Hart, congratulations to him. I want to give him a round of applause. He is my uh, winner of the week. Uh, I'm along with Chance the Rapper, but I'll get to him in a second. Chance the Rapper. Um, but, uh, Kevin Hart, you know, got the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which was, you know, definitely, um, you know, it was earned. He worked very, very hard and I've been following his career for a long time and, uh, he's been through it. He's been through the ringer. So I, I applaud him and his team and what he does. And, 
You know, I read he made $85 million last year, which is phenomenal. And uh, he's showing you how to do it, man. So I applaud uh, Kevin Hart and what he's doing. But what, what actually grabbed me was his ex-wife in the picture. You see that? And I was asking someone the other day. I said, so, you know, now that your man's moved on and everything is good, um, you know, he actually gets into something big whether it's a new company, what have you, he's moved on from you, should you be in the picture? And, and, and a lot of the women I spoke to said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be right there, right next to right next to his bitch, right next to him, whoever it is, I'm going to be right there saying, mm, I was here too, I was shooting in the gym, which is fair. I totally agree with it. I totally agree with it because it takes a village. He has kids, knows that's the mother of his children, so I get it completely. What about you, gentlemen? Do you get it? Do you think that's an okay? You know, do you think that's an okay move? What about you know? Would you allow it, or would you say, "Nah, that's the past. This is the present and the future. I've moved on from you, dirty bitch. You don't have no wins in my casa. It's a wrap for you. Keep it moving." I I would be all for it. Like I said, it's it takes a village, and she I'm sure was the breadwinner at some point while Kevin Hart was out trying to make ends meet, trying to, you know, work this work this uh this circuit and it clearly it's not forgiving and sometimes you don't get paid at all. So she had to take one for the team and she took a lot of L's for the team. So I applaud I believe her name is Tori Hart. I applaud her and I applaud Kevin. I applaud Nico and everybody uh on the Kevin side. Congratulations and uh keep doing what you're doing, Kevin. You're doing a great job, man. You are showing us you're showing us the way. So I definitely uh we as a, a culture appreciate you. Have you been watching Luke Cage? I just started watching it. It's very awesome. I was never a Luke Cage fan like that. However, uh, I like the cast. I like everybody working on the cast. Uh, everybody's doing very, very well. Uh, the women on there are very beautiful. Uh, I applaud the casting. They did a hell of a job. Um, so if you haven't seen Luke Cage on Netflix, it's a really good show. Um, I'm hearing that Punisher is going to get his own show, which would be awesome because the Punisher and Daredevil did a hell of a job. So I'm hoping he gets his own uh, his own spinoff of Marvel. So Marvel's doing a lot of Marvel's doing a lot of great things. So hopefully, um, if you get a chance, look at Luke, Luke Cage and uh, tell me what you think. Uh, the 13th, I watched the 13th documentary by a a Ava Duvernay. Uh, I'm hoping I'm saying the last name correct. She's um, she did Selma, um, and uh, the 13th is on Netflix, and it's a documentary about mass incarceration and where it derived from and these are you know i always love watching documentaries because you deal with facts i know some folks want to you know dip and slide away from facts but they're always here baby facts don't go nowhere they stay here they, they're that little motherfucker that always pops up and says here i am i'm not going anywhere yeah that motherfucker right there facts hard to avoid them and I didn't know after watching the 13th if I was frustrated, angry, depressed. Because everything I thought about the United States of America in terms of how they treat African-American people or brown people, everything I thought was just 
is just put all together in that one little, uh, 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 just one little bowl of, 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 of soup. It was just put all together. All the ingredients was put in from uh, slavery to Jim Crow to to all these the laws that were used to incarcerate black black and brown men whether it's three strikes you're out whether it's no parole whether it's mandatory sentencing all these things were brought to light in this documentary and it makes you wonder why people actually put their lips together to say that black people don't have it that bad or things are better yeah things are better okay True, things are better. Okay, okay, I get it. But goddamn, look where we came from. All right? It was just in the 60s that we were able to vote. We just got that, like, in the 60s. That's not too far away, people. Like, let's understand what's going on here. Get a chance. Quite frankly, I think that the 13th documentary should be mandatory viewing for all junior high and high school students. Mandatory. It is life changing. Even if you have a black boy, a black girl that sees this, they can understand the system is set up for you to go to jail. They want you to go in jail. Go to jail. The stat that got me all in my feelings. There were many stats that were put out there, like every decade from the 70s, every decade the incarceration level went up by two or three times every decade. Think about that for a second. From the 70s, it went up two or three times in terms of how many people were being sent to jail. Okay, But that particular fact didn't throw me for a loop. What threw me for a loop is one in 17 white men will see jail in their lifetime. One in 17 white men a, a white male, one in 17 white men will see jail in their lifetime. One in three black men, one in three black men will see jail in their lifetime. Do you understand what that number represents? That number represents a system that was created by white men adjusted by white men and white groups and continued today by the white side to continuously put black and brown men in jail because quite frankly we need to get you know jails are now you know for profit now so we need to make money so when you involve money with anything all bets are off when there's money to be made, when there's shareholders, and we need to make more money for the previous year, all bets are off. Nothing will be sacred. Souls will be sold to the highest bidder. See, Breath, see, see 13th, and if you can't see Birth of a Nation, I haven't seen Birth of a Nation yet. I'm going to. It's on the to-do list. Um, apparently, there was some conversations about him not doing very well in the opening weekend, $7 million Make seven. He made seven. They made seven million over the weekend. Look, I'm not, you know, not worried about that. I'm gonna go see it because I want to know about Nat Turner and the story. That's all. I mean, I've pretty much seen almost every slave movie you can pot, slave movie documentary, uh, um, series. Whether it's Roots, whether it's Twelve Years a Slave, The Butler, 
uh, you know, color, what, whatever it is, I've seen it. So I'm going to go see this and give it an honest look and understand that Nate Parker put this together. He wanted it done. And I'm focused on the art, not so much as the, uh, you know, whatever history he has, whether he got, a, you know, found innocent, uh, found innocent, you know, about, a, you know, found innocent from alleged rape that happened years ago. I mean, that's that's there. I understand. Um, but I can compartmentalize if that's a word I can separate, you know, again, I'm still singing step. I'm still singing step in the name of love. But R. Kelly's a little bitch, just to be clear. Like, he's he's a motherfucker, but he's talented. And I'm going to dance when Thong A Thong comes on or Fiesta comes on or any of his songs. FYI. Just sorry. I apologize. Now, I have an issue. I have a Note 7. And if you haven't been paying attention, Note 7s have been causing an issue. Now, I had a Note 7, and before I went to Africa... I was trying to get a replacement because they said it was going to blow up. And I couldn't find a store that had them in stock. So I said, you know, I'll take a chance. So um, I took the trip. Phone was fine, whatever, what have you. I came back. I found a store that had a replacement. I got the replacement on Sunday. Now, of course, they're stating now that you should turn your phone off and there are no more Note 7s being created. You should turn your phone off right now. Excuse me, Samsung. Initially, it seemed like Samsung didn't want to admit that their replacements were getting hot and burning. They initially said, oh, the old ones, yes. The replacements, no. It took seven or eight days for them to be like, you know what? <laughs> we have a problem. And from what I'm hearing, it's going to cost Samsung. This issue is going to cost them $17 billion from what I read and heard on the news. Um, look, I have a Note 7, brand new two days old what am i to do i need the note 7 to get by in life it's it's my calculator it's my weather man it's it's my uh, uh uh attachment to the world i work on that phone um i set up calendar dates these things are needed why would i need to turn my phone off i do not want to sell my soul to apple don't ask me why i just don't like i've never had an iphone ever Ever. I don't know why. Maybe it's the SD card option. Maybe it's the fact that there's an iCloud and I, I do I just I don't know. If someone could please try to convince I've sat in on some conversations with some people and their arguments for having an iPhone haven't really touched me. I mean I Oh well you can have iCloud. I don't I don't care. Oh, well, you can do this. You can have this. I don't care about no damn apps that you have on, on an Apple. Thousands of apps on Android does the same thing. Like, I don't like I don't care. I know the Note 7 is a beast when it comes to the specifications and the camera. I've been at parties where iPhone users ask me to take all the pictures with my Note, which is bullshit in, its, in and itself. Oh, no, no, no. Denisio will do it. Here, let's use his phone. Who the fuck offered my phone, and why can't my phone stay in the po in my pocket? You chose an iPhone. You deal with them fucked up pictures. That's not my fucking problem. That's your fucking problem. Fucking Apple lover. I've finished spazzing on the Note 7, and 
we'll see what happens if I keep it or not. But uh, I need it on. So Samsung, you're gonna have to figure something out. I don't know if you want to give me a refund and like a Note 8. I don't know what you're gonna do, but you need to figure this out. And uh, last thing I want to talk to you about is um, being real. I, I just saw this uh, interview on the Breakfast Club with uh, Charlemagne and uh, DJ Envy with uh, Beanie Siegel, and they were talking about real and uh, being real and being street. And this, listen, I've always been the guy that never understood the difference between real and, and street and this and that. Listen, I this is how I'm real. If my if I'm in a club and my girl's across the way, and I see her getting beat up. You know what I'm doing? I'm tackling my girlfriend and getting her out of there. I'm asking her what happened. Some of you may just automatically start swinging on the people that the your lady your lady's involved with. Like immediately. No questions asked. Same thing with dudes. Oh, if he's fighting, I'm fighting. And you come to find out, it's like, yo, gee, yeah, nah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got this black eye real quick, but yo, why we, why were you, why were you fighting, dude? Nah, cause he ain't like how I told his, I told his bitch she wasn't shit. Excuse me, excuse me. Wait, what? Wait a minute. Wait. I have a black eye defending you because you told his lady that you didn't like the way she looked or the way she responded to you. So you, so you just called her out her name and then that's how the fight started yeah 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 thanks for look yo good looking out on the help homie i needed that good looking out though because it was like three or four of them motherfuckers this is a problem you gotta have people around you that are not that will not put you in situations like this and i try to have people like that around me because i'll be damned if i have i'm gonna live with a, a scar across my face a broken leg a black eye because someone stepped on your puma and you weren't adult enough to say, oh, that's just some sneakers. Ponder that for a second. Maybe I'm not real. Maybe I'm not street. I don't give a goddamn. Famous reports. Grab your pussy episode. <laughs> grab your pussy. It's, it just sounds, sounds great every time I say it. Grab your pussy, grab your pussy. Um, again, Every Tuesday at 12 noon, I'm going to put it out. Clearly, you're going to get this episode a little, uh, a little later than that. I want to just talk to you guys. I haven't spoke to you in a little bit, so I just want to uh, talk to you about a couple of things. Uh, leave, subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, subscribe, leave a note, say you hate my fucking voice, say you, you, know, you agree with the, uh, what we discussed today, say you disagree. Uh, all your comments and concerns are um, appreciated, and I do appreciate you. Uh, so hit me up on the, again, Instagram, Twitter. This is Denicio. This is D-E-N-I-C-I-O. And uh, I don't have um, I don't have a closing. Um, you know, I usually give a closing statement to uh, get your get your uh, brain uh, bubbling and thinking about thinking about uh, something, you know, before the next uh, episode. So I don't have anything right now. But let me just say this. Do what you want. You are the conductor on your life ride. I holla.